Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jumbo, everyone, and thank you, as always, for tuning in to Radio Harambe. I'm Dave McBride, broadcasting from the Radio Harambe studios. Joining me in studio today is Safari Mike. Mike, how are you? Jumbo. Dave, how are you? I'm good. Uh, folks, please rate and review the show on iTunes. Subscribe everywhere. Please do all that stuff for us. Mike always likes when I remind you of that. T-shirts. Look in the show notes. T pub is that right? T public. T public. If you have any more information you need about that, just let us know. But look in the show notes; you'll find it all there. Link is there. Link is in our Instagram page. All that kind of stuff. Uh, for reasons I'm not really quite sure of, mm-hmm. Mike is oddly obsessed with Halloween this year. I'm not really sure why, but he is. I've always liked Halloween. It's always yeah, one of my favorites. It's really not Christmas, but it's one of my favorite really holidays. Have. Yeah, you really haven't. But uh, for some reason, he is this year. I think it might have to do with the girlfriend, but I'm not really sure. I don't want to cast dispersions, uh, make any bad guesses. Uh, so we are doing yet another Halloween-themed you don't show like Halloween? in your feed. Uh, well, I, Mike, I have no particular problem with Halloween. Uh, it's not an issue of mine. I'm just pointing out the fact that this will be the third of four Halloween themed programs well, you're going to have in your feed. They're going to be in your feed. Watches, your feed is, is the only Radio Harambe Halloween your show. Your feed is full. Well, that's true. Of these things. So I hope you like Halloween. It seems like many, many people do. So that's. Disney does. That's Maybe nice. Halloween. Yeah, I Mickey's know. not so scary Halloween party. Have you ever done that, by the way? <sighs> no. Okay. No, I don't believe I have. And I. We've had this discussion many times. We have? Okay. I I do not pay extra oh, that's true. for things like that. I just don't <laughs> do it. Just don't do it. Um, I used to when they were a little more reasonable than they are now, but they're really very unreasonable now. So I don't I just don't I just don't pay for things that are extra. Uh, so I have deprived myself of that before uh, they got crazy. I did do the not so the the, the Mickey's very merry Christmas party. Mm-hmm. I don't remember ever doing the Halloween party. I can't imagine I didn't though because we used to go all the time during food and wine. Well, did you ever see uh, the um, the headless horseman ride down Main Street? No. See, that's a so key go. part. So of, now you know. Yes, you did you know. go. Yeah. You would have seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, what else we got going on here? Where Mike? So I, Mike is um, came up with another plan of his. It's not. Is it a list? No, because you're big on lists. No lists. Uh, and when we get out of, um, should we do a list? Top ten mythological <laughs> creatures. You could do that if you want. When we get out of. Uh, <laughs> Halloween, past Halloween, uh, just to, you know, we're gonna have uh, some other. Some other ideas, other shows, other things are going to happen. Uh, we were 
totally Buradika. Now we're totally Halloweening, uh, and then I'm going down there for for a few days. As so am I. so yep. So we'll be uh, we'll be off the air for a couple of weeks as we gather our uh, our thoughts here. But Mike, explain to us what we're doing on this. So show I thought, today. Dave, for Halloween yes. as a special Halloween episode. It would be fun to talk about some real-life mythological creatures, uh, the stories behind them, yeah, and then what or how you could possibly implement them into that Disney's Animal Kingdom. Because as we know, uh, mythological creatures were a thought to be part of the uh, main... <laughs> yes, the first idea I have is to make a land of mythological creatures... Uh, Maybe called Beastly Kingdom with a with a dragon tower in the middle and all that kind of. That's that's my first idea. What do you think? That's a brilliant idea. I, I know it she really is great. Joe immediately. <laughs> that's my first thought. Perhaps a garden with a unicorn in it. These are all grand ideas. I love every one of them. Maybe implement Fantasia somehow. Right. Exactly. <laughs> see see where we're going with this. We got it all figured out for you, Joe. No issues. All right. So yeah, So continue. Oh, sorry. So in, in not copying Beastly Kingdom, I have come up with a, a few mythological creatures. I'll give you a little bit of their background. And then we'll talk about maybe how you would implement them into the parks. Um, shouldn't be a uh, deep delve, but we'll, you know, we'll go through some of them. Yeah, I like it. All right. You want me to start off with the first one? Um, let me think if I want to think of something. So here's what I, I'm just going to lob grenades at this. That's really all I'm going to do. You mean shoot stuff down? I mean, what, well, what not just. Sh- I don't know about shoot stuff down, but you first asked me if I wanted to come up with any. Then you sent me your list of stuff, and you I clearly had all the good stuff. Well, I went kind of obscure. For example, I'm not going to talk about Bigfoot. Well, Bigfoot's kind of already in the park. Well, I think cryptozoologists would disagree with you. Well, but, I okay. understand, but uh, but. <laughs> But you know where I'm going with that. Yes, Big, Bigfoot's yeah, kind of already in the park. There'd be no reason to do a Bigfoot. I no reason I'm to not do doing Loch Ness Monster. And so I was going to do... So so let me throw... So, so I'll give you an idea. There was a couple of things that I had. Mike is much more fleshed out than I am. This. I wanted <laughs> to do the... Let me see if I can say this right. Mokeli Mbembe. Yeah, I have that on my list, but you know, I'll have at it. You're going to do that one. You could do that one. Okay. Because, okay. So you had that one on your list. I do. Okay. So we'll let you get to that. That that that, that was one I was going to do. I was going to do the Jersey Devil, but then I, I couldn't figure out how to shoehorn the Jersey Devil into the animal kingdom. Right. That was the problem. So anytime he came up with these ideas, basically all I did was search for stuff that kind of fits the idea, and then it ended up being on Mike's list. I, 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 I saved this one here because... I kind of like the picture of him. He kind of looks like a Disney character. But anyway, um, <laughs> so rather than come up with really obscure ones, I figured we just kind of focus on what Mike's got here, and we'll go from there. There's only five, so I haven't gone too crazy with them. No, and and in being something of a cryptozoology uh, uh, enthusiast myself, uh, okay. I, I really I really overplayed that. Uh, I there are so many. Do you go out in the woods and howl like Bigfoot oh, to try to track? <laughs> there are so so many, and if there are, there are there's numerous, so yes. many, and if you're going to add in legends too, so the, so we obviously for those of you who don't know, the difference is the cryptozoology is something that people currently think may actually exist on the planet now. Uh, nutty people or. 
Not nutty people. There's no such thing as Bigfoot. Come on. But There's that's no not the only luck. thing. Okay. Some of these cryptozoological things have turned out to be correct over the years. What are you like what? Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of things, including the Okapi that was once a oh, legend. Well, I mean, we're talking that a legend, turn a cryptozoological legend that ended up being actually yeah, true. People hadn't. Well, first of all, well, I'm not, not wrong about that, Mike. Uh, well, let me point this out. <laughs> He doesn't like to admit when it I'm right. It is a big problem. True that Western scientists, European scientists, uh, American scientists. I, I, I know what seen, I know what it means, Mike. You know, had to not clarifying. seen the uh, Okapi and weren't sure if it's real. But I mean, people in Africa knew about it for centuries. Well, you can also say that Pacific, people in, Matoli, some, pe- some people in the <laughs> Pacific Northwest have uh, known about the Sasquatch. Have for you centuries. seen these people? <laughs> See, you're just not. There is absolutely zero chance that a seven foot primate there's one lives in the North America. It's one no chance. Important thing I want you to remember. We would have found a dead one by now. He is at Radio Harambe. uh, Jumbo, everyone. Uh I am at Radio Harambe. If you want to talk to Mike, it's at Jumbo, everyone. Just, just so you know now, folks, that I do not want to hear you yelling at me about calling you whatever he just called you. I didn't say. I didn't say a word. He is at Jumbo everywhere. <laughs> uh, I mean, I suppose you could theoretically say disparage somebody, but I didn't say anything. Uh, you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, let's go. Shall we okay, begin? Sure. <laughs> it's off to a great start. <laughs> the first one I'm going to do. Is the ye nailed now? You gotta, you gotta at least be able to say it right. Try that again. Ye now douchey. Natalushi. That is a Navajo word. And I what I'm talking swear about to God, is we're sober today. I swear a to God. skinwalker. Ah, well, so if you just said skinwalker, sure. everybody would have known what it was. It is uh, a Navajo legend. The, the uh, legend is these people. Can transform into any animal. Most frequently, coyotes, wolves, foxes, owls, crows, excuse me. (laughs) Some of them can actually steal a person's face and walk around Mm. as that person. Uh, Some actually absorb um, themselves into your body and take over. So if they could look you directly in the eyes, the legend is that they could actually seep into your soul. There are variations of the Skinwalker. Legend depends on how powerful that particular skinwalker is. They're basically no. I mean, there's variations of the legend throughout uh, throughout American, um, you know, folklore. In one one portion of the folklore, uh, they apparently use the powder of corpses Mm -hmm. as a poison and are known to hang around graveyards. The word and Uh, these are all Navajo. Is that what you said? Navajo, correct. Wow. The uh, the name in Navajo, which I'm not going to try to butcher again. That's oh, my favorite part. Ye <laughs> means he who walks on all fours. They no. can run many miles at a time. Some even feel that they can run 200 miles in one night. That's a lot of running. They're often seen as sort of a hollowed out dog, like a very thin looking dog. Um, they can kill them. You can hollowed only... out is a strange expression for you right. to use, Mike. Well, I'm using it in quotes. It's, it's, it's a quote. 
There's only one way to kill a skinwalker. Do you know what that is, Dave? Take a guess. Uh, I know you probably don't know the legend. Uh, one. Uh, burn it? No. No. Um, That's White Walkers. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, are not on my list. No, but I think I did know it at one point. But, I'll, give but I, I, I'll give you it. I'll give you it. You can only kill them if you know their actual person's name yeah. and call them by that name. That uh, makes they're, sense. They're known yeah. to knock on windows, claw on roofs, peer in various windows. It's cool stuff. Uh, they're quite spooky and scare the hell out of Navajo children. Yeah. That <laughs> is the skinwalker. I would think it scares <laughs> the hell out of me just telling me about it. <laughs> they are thought to be witch doctors, except they don't heal like other witch doctors do in uh, in uh, the Navajo uh, legends. But that is a skinwalker, Dave. Lovely. Now. Yes. <laughs> This 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 one's hard to put into a park. This My seems a little violent for the park. So I'm just I just gotta say. Uh, <laughs> well, let me let me let me talk about one thing here. Yes, Disney's Animal Kingdom. Many people feel that you know when asked what the theme of Disney's Animal Kingdom is, they'll say, "Well, it's a zoo with rides," or it's about conservation. That's not really the theme of Disney's Animal Kingdom. It's not really a zoo with rides. It is a zoo with rides, but the th- overall theme of Disney's Animal Kingdom is man's relationship with nature. Whether that is conservation to some degree, paleontology, mythological creatures, you know, in legend and things like that, uh, having nature retake uh, old ruins like in, in uh, Maharaja Jungle Trek. But one of the biggest relationships man has always had with nature throughout time is fear. Men have feared nature to some degree that's an interesting that's an interesting way of putting it wolves were hunted to extinction because people were afraid of them um, and also because they ate their sheep Mike. and ate their sheep yes we you know i talked about that on the very special halloween uh, wolves edition yes of rafiki uh, very of, uh, safari Mike's the very special <laughs> but uh fear has always been integral to man's relationship with nature they're afraid of it in in many ways yeah um, so am and, I. Uh, most of these legends come from that, whether skinwalkers, werewolves, and some of the other things we'll be talking about today. So one of the ideas, I, I think, is I've always thought that what a great land in Disney's Animal Kingdom would be a haunted forest. Ooh. Uh, where you could have werewolves and where you could put a skinwalker. Maybe it's a walk-around sort of character or maybe it's... No pun intended. Maybe there is, you know, a, 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 an Indian village and the skinwalkers or, you know, sort of like almost like a haunted house kind of thing. Okay. Um, so that is how I would shoehorn, for lack of a better word, yeah. skinwalkers into Disney's Animal Kingdom. I mean, I like the stretch I- of all of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, one of the certainly one of the great themes of uh, of how do I put it so that that they that Joe Rody works upon is the um, you know the relationship between man and nature. I mean, as being sure, uh, even as, Pandora as, that does yeah, that. as you said, uh, I, I like the way you're using fear mm-hmm. as the uh, driving force in this. Um, I've always thought Animal Kingdom would be a great place I just to think have that, a uh, it, scary kind of Halloween exhibit, I, even if it's seasonal. I just feel that perhaps it might be a bit much. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> this particular legend, there's really no way of sugarcoating this. Yeah, it just you might really be a bit have much a for the kids, skinwalker yeah, walking yeah, around. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to sell T-shirts. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem. Well, you know? I, mean, I may disagree with that. You well, might, uh, I, I think teenagers and stuff would would buy skinwalker T-shirts. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> 
but uh, you're not going to see a little toddler walking around with a no, 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 skinwalker t-shirt or yeah. a plush. <laughs> I don't see. I don't Turning see any Pluto of that. Turning into yeah. a hollowed-out dog. <laughs> I mean, you gotta. We gotta remember who's in charge here these days. I mean, it's Absolutely. you know, it's uh, we have uh, we have to worry about these things. So, I, I don't think it's a terrible idea. <laughs> Seemed like you kind of do, but that's okay. Well, again, this was the most difficult one. I thought it was an interesting legend and one to bring up, but it's hard to get into the animal kingdom. I would, I would agree with that. I, 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 I certainly the legend is wonderful. Uh, you know, I, I, I certainly love that part about it. I just, yeah, I just think that putting it into the park is a <laughs> bit of a stretch. You'd have to go scary. You'd have to go the universal route and go scary. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't think Disney's prone to do. No, at least not yet. <laughs> Although they've been copying Universal for years now. Maybe we'll finally get into that. <laughs> well, yeah. It's... Well, they have been. I mean, let's be honest. And it doesn't seem to be stopping anytime soon. No, no, no. Um, should we move on to the next one? Yeah. Let's talk about the Kraken. It is Scandinavian in origin, and you will notice, Dave, as I go through Hands some of down. these, I sort of pick one per yeah, yeah. continent. Kind See, of. and this is the problem I ran into. Is that I was trying to find stuff that's like sort of out of the box and kind of like a little different. And right. every time I did, I ended up finding something that um, you had already had. So the Skinwalker <laughs> is North American. The Kraken is European. It's Scandinavian in origin. It was first described in 1250. Um, it was, uh, it, it's believed that they it probably came from actual sightings of giant squid. Which we know actually yeah. do exist, and this is another one, Dave, of your uh, legends that actually came true, and that right. is the giant squid. And some of them are forty to fifty feet in length, from the top of the head down to the low, you know, the tentacles. Right. Um, Carl Van Lynn, which was an early naturalist, uh, actually mentioned him in his first nature book back in 1735. Early descriptions make them more crab-like than they are now, but now. As the legends have grown over the course of the centuries, it is more of a giant octopus. That, Dave, is the Kraken. I mean, the Kraken is, you know, it's up there with the Yeti when it comes to great, uh, you know, great legendary creatures that uh, have proven to be true. This one is easy <laughs> to put in the park. Uh, because... Really? A, you, oh, have, you have a 100-foot boat you could put in This the one's easy. <laughs> Uh, it is part, of course, some literature over the course of the years. Moby Dick mentions the Kraken. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But, of course, the probably the most famous use of it was in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which is, of course, a Disney intellectual property. And we know how Bob Iger and Bob Chapek love international uh, intellectual properties. Well, I say... The Kraken is also in the Pirates of the Caribbean. That's true, too. Absolutely true. And you could put... Um, and I'm going to stick with 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea... Um, yeah, you God. could put a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride over by Theater in the Wild. So that's sort of a watery, right now it's Finding Nemo. You can make it sort of more of a water area and have a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea ride where the Kraken attacks your submarine. Uh, the, on, the only problem is yes. that they can't do... A live action remake because it already was live action. That doesn't stop. So them there's doing no chance of doing a kitschy live action remake. If they did that, I'd say this is a great idea and this is probably going to happen. They didn't do that, so I'm not. So I'm not 100 sure this is this is going to work. I, I, I do miss longingly 
the twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Yeah, ride. that's exactly right. I understand that. Ride. I understand that the lines were interminable. It smelled it was bad. A slow it loader. Smelled Let's put it that way. Smelled bad down there sometimes. <laughs> Don't know how the cast members did it, but there was something about it I always loved. Sure, as a kid, absolutely. I loved it. I loved even just looking at it, walking past it, thinking how cool mm-hmm. it was. I mean, I just loved it. Missed that one, but what can I do? What can well, I do? we could bring it back in Disney's and Animal Kingdom and use the Kraken. Do you think? <laughs> I mean, there's no way that they're going to add any more water stuff. Probably not. I mean, they never really intended to to begin with, right? You mean to have like a seas air land? Yeah, just, I mean, that's just too expensive for them now, right? Uh, Well, you can see the Living Seas Aquarium has kind of gotten short-shifted. I mean, the number of fish in there has been reduced dramatically. Um, It's amazing. They, you know, it's it it is an expensive upkeep in aquarium. That is for sure. Um, and I'm not saying to do an aquarium here. I mean, you could easily just do the ride. You could just do the ride, combine it with the Finding Nemo the musical, make it a seas land. You mm-hmm. could do like mm-hmm. a, you mm-hmm. know, you know, you could even change the 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 show to a Moana show. That's still right. fit with seas. Right. You could do something Moana. Maybe, you know, have like a turtle lagoon or something or stingray lagoon or That's something, not something minor. That's not bad. You don't need to have a full-blown aquarium. You could do a couple of little small things, um, you know, to sort of get a feel and a, an aesthetic for... And just kind of add to the add to the Nemo area. Sure. I or, think probably soon, sooner or later the Nemo show is going to turn into a different show. I think that's probably the intention of such a big theater is to be able to... Uh, well, it's changed what? It was Journey to Jungle Book, then Tarzan Rocks... But this theater was really redone for this particular show. It was. They did. It was. They did it's very different from the previous. Very shows. different. I mean, the the Tarzan one was outdoors for one thing. It was like an outdoor amphitheater. Yeah, yeah. They put they put a roof over it for the for the Nemo one. Sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the theater in the wild was never meant to be its own land or or it's, too expensive. I mean, it's usually grouped in the map with dinos uh, with Dino Land. Yeah. But it's called Crater in the Wild because it was meant to be on its own, not part of any land. It's right. in the wild. Right, right. That's right. the name. That's why it's that name. Uh, this proposition would make it its own. You know, would incorporate a new land. But you know, be that as it may, I Pie think in it, the sky, my friend. I think Pie a crack and ride twenty thousand leagues would be kind of cool. I I I agree, and and much more doable than the Skinwalkers. Oh, clearly more doable. So I'll, I'll oh, put this higher on the list. For these sure. these next two are even more doable. Okay, so this must have to do with a live so action remake. To no, actually, it, well, sort of. Hold hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not a live action remake. Broadway play. So we go from North America to Europe, and now we're going into South America, where okay. uh, the legend of the Titanoboa. Oh well, this is, uh, is this is popular, popular yeah. Yeah. in the Amazon. There are and really uh, cool. And, and they actually lived um, shortly after the dinosaurs went extinct. Uh, giant constrictors uh, lived about 50 to 60 million years ago. They were thought to be up to 50 feet long. Uh, some wow. of the legends of Amazon tribes talk about snakes 100 feet in length. Um, they basically acted, the real ones, uh, 50 to 60 million years ago, acted basically like giant anacondas do now. They live in swamps. And they are constrictors. And that is, for people who don't know, there are two different kinds of snakes, essentially. Poisonous snakes that bite you and uh, kill you by poison. And constrictors that will wrap themselves around you until you suffocate and die. <laughs> and then swallow you whole. And the Titanoboa... Happy Halloween, kids! The Titanoboa... <laughs> 
at 50 feet long and 2,500 pounds, um, or not 25, excuse me, 50 feet long and 2,500 pounds, uh, can certainly eat a lot. I know giant anacondas that grow up to about 20 feet now can eat things as big as tapers and capybaras. Mm. Uh, the titanoboa can certainly probably swallow um, you know, a rhinoceros hole. Good lord. <laughs> their, their, their jaws are made out of um, uh, ligaments. They're not bones that uh-huh. attach the, the upper and lower jaw, so they can open their mouths up huge. And they actually lived in Colombia. Um, but the legend of the titanoboa comes from the Amazon, and some legends have them up to 100 feet in length, regularly eating humans and other the horses and, and whatnot. That's great, Mike. Um, but that is the legend of the Titan Boa. It's great. It's great. Great, great little, great little campfire and story I have to tell a the kids. Great way. If you, be, if, if folks, if if you're wondering, um, <clears throat> if you've had a weird desire to hear Mike tell sort of gross stories. Uh, go back to the recent uh, episode of uh, Safari Mike's Planet Watch. The real life monsters one? It was all about seven minutes long. It was probably the hardest seven minutes of editing time I've ever had to do. Nothing to do with the editing. Mike did it all in one take. I just had to listen to it, and listening to it is not easy. <laughs> You should incorporate it, and I think I recommended this on the podcast. I mean, for the love of God. Going on Google and looking, you know, Googling these various animals. Jesus. That's the one thing I thought of is, thank God this isn't a video podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It is too bad. Because it is just rough. You have anything to say about the Titan Bow before I shoehorn it into the park? Um, Again, um, it's a little large. Mm -hmm. I I think that there are cryptozoological and things that... <laughs> might um, might be a little easier to pull off, but uh, but go ahead. Where are you going to put there it? There is one thing I've always wanted in Disney's Animal Kingdom, and that is an Just Amazon one? area. Well, no, I've wanted many uh, that would incorporate a real life rainforest, you know, uh, Peruvian food, all that kind of stuff. Right. And there was a time not too long ago when we thought things like that may one day happen. But if Bob is listening, those days are over. Or the Bobs are listening to this show, I have an idea for them that they could. Build an Amazon around. And Dave, the only, the phrase I would have to say to you is snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Why not build yes, an sir. Indiana Jones roller coaster ride, log flume, however oh, you want to do it, no, no, no. where he, Indy, goes into the Amazon and encounters the king of all snakes. I even have a name for it, Indiana Jones and the king of snakes. Or the Serpent King. How about that? Serpent King. It's not King terrible. It's not terrible. And you, he would encounter uh, the giant Titanoboa, 100 feet long, and the you know the final scene of the roller coaster or log flume or whatever would be this enormous snake emerging out of a pool of water <laughs> and uh, going to attack you. You get a uh, weird pleasure out of... Wouldn't that <laughs> be fantastic? And it would be a great... Uh, it, it, the, the, now we wouldn't have Indiana Jones rumored to be taking very, over the dinosaur. It would be its very, own little thing off, you know, some other part of the park. Um, is it just me, folks? Or does he get this weird sort of giddy pleasure to him when he's talking about disgusting crap? <laughs> I don't understand I don't think where this comes true. from. I don't understand where this comes from. <laughs> Crazy animals, maybe, but not... Uh, depends on your... <laughs> what kind of disgusting crap it is. But anyway, oh, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that would be an amazing Jesus. attraction. And one of, of all of these, the one that I think the the aforementioned Evil Bobs would actually <laughs> green light. 
<laughs> it took me a second to figure out what you're talking about. Evil bobs. Uh, well, there are two bobs, and they're both evil. Uh, is there a, yet another Indiana Jones movie coming out soon? Uh, isn't there? Is, wasn't Harrison Ford doing it again? Or I does that believe get, so. that get crushed? I, I, don't I don't know. I, I, I thought that was... of the uh, Benioff and Weiss. Wow, yeah. Let's not go down that rabbit Star hole. Wars trilogy. <laughs> Mike Mike had a, had a fantastic tweet today, which he pointed out to me. And I, for those of you who know, uh, the guys who did Game of Thrones were signed on to do a Star Wars trilogy. trilogy. Yeah, whole trilogy. And then today it was announced with, among a lot of other things... Uh, as being officially dead, and Mike writes, I guess Kathleen Kennedy finally saw the last season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> because, yeah, I think these guys aren't going to be uh, trading too well off that name for a while. But uh, yeah, that got canned. Yeah, and, their um, mojo is diminished after that. <laughs> and you're 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 uh, officially in the skeptical category with the Mandalorian and. But no, I, I'm not. I mean, I think I'm looking forward to it. I, the only thing I said was you pointed to you, out some disturbing possibilities. I pointed out that Disney apparently has not given review uh, critics, professional critics, review copies to review prior to the release of the show. And in the movie industry, that's I don't know weird. anything about television, but in the movie industry, that's usually a bad sign. The studio is a little skeptic, and they want to get as many people in the in the seats of the cinema. Before they start reading the critical right. reviews, like a right, day yeah, of course, of course, yeah. So um, I'm not sure how that applies to a television show because mm. at least, it, at least, you know, it, uh, Disney Plus is to go in the way of HBO and releasing them one at a week, and that you're not right. getting a, you're not uh, streaming the whole series, right, the right, whole right, season, right, excuse right. me, right. in one shot like they do on Netflix. And I don't know enough about that that type of thing to say i don't i don't know i don't know i just read that and i was like oh that's maybe that's not good news i don't but i don't know i don't know I, I it don't doesn't know. seem like it it doesn't seem like it would be good news no i'm not sure if it's necessarily bad news we'll see the street the trailers look pretty cool i mean I don't yeah know. i guess that makes sense we'll give it a shot yeah um two weeks that's it two weeks Should Should I move you're, on to you were hyped about it before you started t- Telling me these I'm still bad stories. It. Oh, I'm, I'm getting uh, Disney Plus will be on my phone before November 12th, and I'll watch it uh, uh, that day or the day after. You know, maybe not. And they're they are doing they are taking my advice. They are they are releasing them one a week. Right. So you don't get uh, stories not two days after ridiculous it binge, about how it ends. binge stuff. Yes, right. which I well, hate. You can still binge it. You just have to wait till after the season's all, all right. over. Right. A lot right. of people do that, but right. You know. Right. That's the way to go. That's how I feel. Should I move on to the next one? Yeah, sure. Let's, Dave, go to Africa now, where the aforementioned Mokeli Membe allegedly lives in the Congo forest. Yeah, I like this one. It is a brontosaurus-like creature. <laughs> it's first mentioned uh, by a, field, uh, by a, uh, a famous explorer, Carl Hagenbeck, who's often, uh, is actually important into the zoological world as well. Uh, in 1909, uh, it is believed to be a vegetarian. It looks like a brontosaurus, and many of its legends say it eats plants and fruits and lives in the water. Mm-hmm. But some others say that it's actually a, a carnivore, and it eats rhinos and warthogs and, and that sort yeah. of thing. I don't think that's, uh, uh, you know... To be honest, if you believe the look of the animal, that it's a brontosaurus-looking creature, it's not a carnivore. Right, I mean, the, the 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 way it's built is built to be a vegetarian. Right, but anyway, right. So right. it make no sense evolutionary 
to be a carnivore. Anyway, um, you know, we have for centuries, um, ever since dinosaurs were first discovered uh, by um, paleontologists or archaeologists or whoever was the first to discover them, they have been at the forefront of people's imagination. And many novels have talked about, you know, what if dinosaurs really lived? I mean, obviously Jurassic Park and all that kind of stuff. But even going back to The Lost World by uh, Sir uh, uh, Conan Arthur Doyle, the author of uh, Sherlock Holmes and sure, stuff, he wrote, you know, some famous, well-received books yeah. about, uh, you know, a jungle where dinosaurs still live in the Amazon. And right. this is uh, one that is popular in cryptozoology. It's apparently about 35 feet long, has a long tail, brown um, and it is, apparently is felt to live uh, mostly in Lake Telly, which is near the Congo River and part of the Congo River Basin. But that, Dave, is my next Macaulay Membe, uh, my next cryptozoology animal. Um, I, I, I just want to hit on some, something, right something you mentioned there. Um, it's, it's not just, it seems like a lot of cryptozoology is based on the what if... Um, this creature had lived. I mean, that's obviously the Loch Ness sure, monster. Titan Boa is also similar yeah, to Titan that. Titan Boa. Um, you know, that's basically what the what Sasquatch is based on. I mean, it's 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 all it's all kind of kind of revolves around that. And this is this is another cool one. Um, there is a very spiritual aspect to this supposed animal. There's uh, you know, it's a sea creature. It's a land creature. It appears. It disappears. All mm-hmm. kind of stuff like that. It's there's a lot of that involved in some of these. Um, some of these legends as well. Uh, you know, this one's a cool one. I like this one. I, I want this one in. This would be a. I don't good, know what this has to do with Halloween, but I like this one. It's not necessarily <laughs> scary as opposed to some of the other ones. Uh, but it is a. This might be why I like it because there's no disgusting cryptozoological. Uh, there's, there's, there's no grotesque uh, story no. to it, which is. What no, was, it would what make kind of was kind of getting to me there. A it would bit. make a fun little boat ride in Harambe, <laughs> where I mean I know Harambe is sort of Eastern Africa, not really the Congo. Congo is more Western, right? Um, but they do have Okapi in the uh, Gorilla Falls, and that's also Western Congo based. Mm, fun uh, little animal. boat ride, huh? But maybe a little the boat giant ride. Sea maybe have a couple of animals, you. Uh, you know, real animals along the side of the river, and fun then and then at the end, a giant brontosaur. Heaps out of the water, and you have come across Makembe Maboli. I, I agree. I, I think that is a good idea. That'd be fun. I agree. Not scary I definitely agree. For the kids, and you know, ooh, cool dinosaur. Yeah, a unicorn garden would be better, but this is, this is, uh, <laughs> I did not have unicorns. This on is the good. List. This is good. I have one more, Dave. That's it? Yes, yeah, wait. All Just right. One all more. right. All right. This one's a big one. Yeah. This one expands all continents for the most part. It, it does. is the dragon. Probably the most famous. So now we're out of cryptozoology. Creature. Now we're in mythology and into mythology. Yeah. They are part of folklore. Like around... the kraken is kind of mythology too, but uh, no, I think that would probably fall under the uh, purview of cryptozoology. I mean, it's giant squid and all that kind of stuff. I think hmm. that would. It, it falls in the purview of former cryptozoology. <laughs> well, I mean, it's more of a giant octopus, and it's much bigger than what giant squids really are. But right, you know, you know right, giant right, squids right, right. don't pull down submarines and crush them. Um, they're not that big, <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> anyway, um, dragons are found and through folklore throughout the world in Western mythology in Europe and stuff. They are winged, they're horned, they breathe fire. You know, they're really kind of evil and destructive. 
In Eastern mythology, uh, mostly China, they are they don't have any wings. They're more serpent-like, and they're very smart and they're benevolent. People are you know they bring good luck in in China. The earliest renditions of them are more like a giant snake from like East, ancient Eastern cultures like Mesopotamia. Uh, but they are found throughout the world. In India, uh, the gods allegedly slew giant serpents. Uh, the Leviathan from the Bible is said to breathe fire and smoke. Right. It could be a dragon. Fafnir, of course, is a key element to Norse mythology, the dragon that uh, brings Ragnarok. Um, Beowulf had dragons in his story. I think, correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, sir. I think that there is a distinct difference between dragons of Western legend and dragons of Far Eastern legend. That's what I said. So so, so where where one is more of what you would imagine a dragon what we think circa right. breathing fire flying over flying you, big things. flapping wings right. large dinosaur type of creature uh with big teeth and and and, and scales on its back and long tail and all that kind of stuff when when in the far east it's something very different much more colorful and um, right, so in the Far East, but before I get to that, you know, a couple of the other things, like you know, we know Sir George my, and the Dragon. The, the the point I was getting at was that the the, uh, the two represent, at least in, right. in my opinion, or at least my very limited view of this, two very different relationships with oh, man. absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was going to get to China, and I'll, I'll dig through that now. The word for dragon actually comes from the Chinese word lung, L-U-N-G. Um, which means good fortune and rain, and dragons are actually associated with rain in China. The emperor of China, uh, for a long period of time, was the only one to actually be permitted to have a dragon on his house or his clothing. Nobody else could use a rendition of the dragon because it was so well-loved in uh, Chinese mythology. Like I said, it is very benevolent. Um, You know, they are thought to be good fortune. They are thought to be good creatures. brilliant creatures, smarter than any man. Um, We think that the dinosaur legend actually was inspired from early discovery of dinosaur bones. Um, And, you know, there's always been that relationship between dragons and dinosaurs. Um, But Dave, that is the dragon. The um, Leviathan was a, was a, was a sea creature, sea dragon. Um, Very different, almost like a, kind of like cross between a dragon and a Loch Ness monster type of thing. Uh, so the Leviathan is often put in with dragons, but is not really a dragon. No, that's um, true. And uh, there's some other ones like uh, the yeah. ancient Iranian myth of Rostin. He slew uh, huge exactly. serpents. Yeah, I mean, there's, um, there's a lot of the serpent. More giant serpent mm-hmm. than dragon. And somehow, as this mythology, which I'm certain began in China and the Far East, or at least was more prevalent there, Certainly morphed, on, morphed itself into what we know in the European culture uh, as a dragon, which begs the question. You know, the Lord of the Rings kind of thing. Game of yes. Thrones kind of dragon. Yes. Um, in your opinion, yes. the best dragon ever on film or television. Who is it? Best dragon what, on film Of or all television. the great film television dragons because we've had dragons in movies Pete? we've had dragons in movies for f- 75 <laughs> years i mean i don't know if there was a dragon before uh 
There's one in Fantasia, right? Yeah. So we're talking a long time. We've had dragons. Sleeping in Beauty. You want a Disney one or no? No, no, no. Right. Any. Is uh, Drogon? No. Uh, the greatest dragon. Uh, you know, I thought um, although the movies were not fantastic, they were okay. Smog was pretty cool. In Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh that's Hobbit. in the uh, the Hobbit. The Hobbit ones. Yeah, yeah. Ben- Benedict Cumberbatch was good. Um, I thought that was a good part of the Hobbit movies. There were some real misses on that one, but that's okay. Right. So, 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 God, to stop just just yeah, yeah. just talking about the re- again the relationship with man and how dragons are great. And the reason why I'm stopping and going on and on about this is because of all the things Mike said, you can actually buy an Animal Kingdom logo. That has a dragon on it, because <laughs> this is, was supposed to be a huge part of Joe Rody's original vision for the Animal Kingdom was a dragon. Uh, there, the original logo was a five-animal logo. And one of them was a dragon, right in the middle, mm-hmm. snap dab in the middle. Um, I believe the dragon is still overhead as you walk in the ticket booths. It is indeed. There's a dragon head on top of one of the ticket booths, like an elephant on the other one, uh, maybe a dinosaur on another one. Uh, but there is a dragon head there. So dragons are, are were incredibly important. And for the love of God, I wish they would find a way to bring them back into the fold here. Um, but having said all that, uh, the reason why it's so fascinating, I think the, one of the reasons why Joe was really into it is because of what, what I was hinting at before. Not only does it does the dragon expand cultures, you know, much like a Sasquatch um, type being does as well, so do lake monsters. Dragons are circumnavigate the globe. I mean, they're they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're ubiquitous. Uh, they're almost in every culture ever, every religion ever. There's just so much of this idea of a dragon. And it's fa- always fascinating to me how the, how the dragon evolved. Mike, you just named, we just named two fantasy um, franchises written by authors in the last century, one of which, and which look relatively the same, but they're so very different and represent old ideas the idea of the dragon in the game of thrones is being this all-powerful almost weapon of mass destruction while the dragon in uh the hobbit being one that can talk and is wise and is you know lives in a cave evil but yes but smart (laughs) you know what i mean but it's a totally different thing and then there are other ones there are other uh uh movies where it's not evil you know, um, well, one of one I'll bring up to, to you right now in one of my favorite dragon movies. Um, I'm not a big animated movie fan, right? Um, and the only really animated movies I like are Disney ones. But the only one that I've really seen that compares favorably, and it would be in my top five uh, animated movies of all time. That's not Disney. Is How to Train Your Dragon, a great oh, franchise, <laughs> and that depicts dragons in a very different manner. I mean, it's cartoons, but they're good. Um, you know, they're more. Um, you know they don't talk. They're but but they're smart and they're but they're good. Generally speaking, right? So um, fun God. movies. How to Train Your Dragon. I mean, like all I did was pop in best dragons in movies. Okay, and you think of all the movies that Mulan. Sure, Mulan had uh, you yeah, know um, uh, yeah absolutely Shrek. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right, Trek. Uh, yeah, uh, obviously, as Mike talked about, the Hobbit oh, movies, yeah, older movies like Dragonheart, uh, Dragon Beowulf, Slayer, Dragonheart, kind of Dragon Slayer. There was recently a film called Reign of Fire, um, a Disney film, but wasn't very not well received. Not well received. Did you ever see it? I did. 
I didn't mind it. It was all right. I, I kind of right. thought it was cool. It was all right. Had a weird, uh, had a weird um, um, resolution that I wasn't really. No, a big well, fan. that's true. Yeah. But uh, I mean, obviously, it appears they appear in Harry Potter films. That's true. Uh, not a big part of Harry Potter, but no, it's in there. No, no, you're right. You're right. Um, and and I can go on and on and on. There, there are <laughs> just, I'm just scrolling I mean, across here as I go through. There's just a million of them. <laughs> if you go into the a book section of a, a bookstore of science fiction and fantasy section, I mean, how many book covers have a dragon? You know, it's incredible. You know, either with a guy with a sword or or you know, a woman and scantily clad riding a dragon and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, they're all over. Uh, the fantasy and science fiction section. Of course, there's also Dungeons and Dragons. Never ending story had oh, a dragon. Yeah, never ending story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, Maleficent. Uh, sure, and Sleeping Beauty, obviously. Mulan. Um, there's, a, like I said, a dragon in Shrek, the one in The Hobbit, which was. Pete's, tur- uh, and how can we forget Pete's Dragon? Pete's Dragon, right, sure. Now, we did recently have a live action remake of that, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I never saw it. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. So that wasn't a hit, or else we would have the dragons back. <laughs> um, I. I of the legendary creatures, I can't think of one better suited for a theme park than the dragon. Sure. Of all the ones, and, and if Mike didn't mention this, because I, I didn't know if he was going cryptozoological or legendary, or other, and there's some great legendary. To me, the dragon is the one. You can have a dragon-style theme something in literally every corner of the park and oh, you could easily do it in Asia. And it would fit. You could easily do it in Asia. Yeah, sure, absolutely. absolutely. Everywhere. Uh, and, and it would fit. Uh, it's a, it's a, to be honest, Pandora, the... Again, uh, it would fit uh, there as well. The, the Banshees <laughs> are very dragonish. Very dragonish. Uh, very dragonish. Absolutely. I mean, there's not a whole lot that's original in that film. Um, and that's, There's actually nothing that's original in that film. <laughs> Forget a whole lot. There's zero, uh, and that's one of them. I mean, basically, they just made a made another dragon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, it would sell great, and they would do great. And it's you know, I think everybody agrees that if it weren't for the current, uh, what did you call them before? The evil bobs or something? The, the evil bobs. <laughs> the evil bobs. If it weren't for the evil bobs, uh, this would probably this idea of a dragon and the beastly kingdom and all that would probably be a better fit. And a better thing to do than than even uh, in fairness Pandora. to the evil bobs, and you know how I don't like to be fair to the evil bobs. I know um, it's hard to it be. It was fair. actually Eisner that killed Beastly Kingdom. It was, and it and it was a uh, budgetary thing. This Absolutely. was this was in the dark years of Eisner. Mike and I towards uh, the end. Yep, Mike and I wax poetic about him now, but that's really only because of the steaming mess we have uh, in his place. Um, but before but ultimately him, but the, he decided to do. Dinosaurs, not dragons. He went, went with dinosaurs, not dragons. Exactly right. And if we were, but but we, I think we all hope that one day, when we would make a huge investment, that uh, that would have been the investment to make was to would be to go back to that idea. Well, Dave, my you would think idea, it would make a lot of sense considering idea, the the competition now sorry. and their obsession with the competition sure. at this moment. My idea. Oh yeah, we didn't get to where how you're going to put it in the park. Dragons wouldn't cost them really a dime. And that is because they have a dragon. They have a dragon, <laughs> one that flew over the Magic Kingdom one night. How awesome would it be? Nine o'clock every night, that flying dragon flew over the Tree of Life, did like a circle around the park as the park's closing, and went home. 
So let's. I know FAA regulations might prohibit that. So let's explain what Mike's talking about. Yes, please um, do. This goes back to five years ago. I think maybe more than that. It was when the new Fantasyland, the okay. one with uh, uh, Snow White's coaster and all that kind of stuff, when that opened, that grand opening of that for that night. Disney was testing what we can only assume would be part of a nighttime show or something. Something it would have because of the way it looked. It would have to be a nighttime show because it had to hide a lot. Sure, right? You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. So uh, describe it to me. So it's actually a dragon that flew up in the air, and, and uh, it was some sort of flying contraption where the outer shell was a dragon. And I recommend anybody who's um, listening to this who doesn't know about it, Google um, flying Disney dragon Magic Kingdom or something like that. Yeah. And it, you'll see how it flew over the park. I think it actually did it breathe fire at one point. I believe it did, yes. And just sort of flew around. It looked... Like a, at night, it looked like a real animal flying in the sky. I mean, it was a little clumsy. Okay, so basically, basically, like what it is is a parasailing. Um, it has a large fan out the back, right? <laughs> okay, the tail, uh, uh, and then it it has like sort of and a and a parachute on top of it. So it's like one of those kind of parasailing things. Close the um, shut the lights off. Put it in the dark. You can't see the the parachute, mm-hmm. and they were could project sort of scales or um, maybe even backlight some sort of a lighting onto it to to so that you so that it was bright. It it lightened up, and you couldn't see the stuff that was in the black, including the fan and all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed to be that it was definitely something happening at night. It was probably going to be some part of a nighttime thing. It flew once. Mm, just one time. Literally once. Worked. Didn't uh, crash right It worked. Like <laughs> uh, it was never used again. And it's incredible to me. There must have been hundreds of thousands of people in the park that day. Mm-hmm. Because if I had a nickel for everybody who told me they were there when the dragon flew right. over, I'd be a rich man. But uh, yeah, it, 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 never, it never happened. It never, nothing Nothing came of it. it they, they flew it once. As Mike said, it seemed to work fine. This is 2012. The, pic, the, 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 the article okay, that I Okay, was see that here. long ago? Seven years yeah. ago? Um, and it just never used it again. So if you could simply add to the Tree of Life Awakening show, to the Rivers of Light, a legendary animals thing, how great would this thing be mm-hmm. flying over as part of that? I mean, it would be amazing. Yeah, look it up. They really did a beautiful job on it. It was a really cool-looking thing. Yeah, the idea that they originally had for a dragon in the park was the Dragon Tower, I think it was called, a roller coaster. Yeah, you can talk about that a little more yeah, than me. Yeah, briefly. Basically, you were you would get in the queue. It would be this kind of burnt-out castle. Uh, you would hear, like, these bats talking. And you would be lifted up by giant flying bats who talked um, in these, like, burnt out right. kettle for lack of a better right. term and encounter this giant fire breathing dragon animatronic uh, in a roller coaster that's essentially what it was now technically there were there was once a dragon at Disney's Animal Kingdom uh, we never saw it oh you're talking about the dragon rocks but it was there 
There was, there was a dragon living there. So when the Discovery River boats opened uh, with the park, you would take a journey around uh, this, the Discovery Island, and you see the Tree of Life and the Harambe and all that kind of stuff. And they had a few other things around, like geysers. They had an iguanodon in the water by Dino Land yeah. for a while. And they also had this cave where the dragon lived, and every once in a while it would fire would come out of it uh would you know quote unquote breathe fire you would actually see they didn't have a statue they didn't have an animatronic in there it was just a dark cave that every once in a while fire spewed out of right it's supposed to be a dragon it was supposed to be the the dragon right you'd be passing the dragon cave. so there was once so listen to so so listen to what we're saying we had a dragon breathing fire on a ride right we had the logo with a dragon on it we have a dragon over the top of the ticket booth we were that close, right? We were really. really I just want this flying that dragon. That's close. all. I, that's all I care about. I. I. I mean, I, I don't know what the problem is with it. Why they're not using it? If um, you there was some rumor that they were going to start using it in Hong Kong, but that never that never, never seen happened. It. Yeah, yeah, never seen. It. I, I guess it's it must be an FAA thing or something like that. You know, I've heard rumors. For example, that they're not allowed to fly drones over. You know crowded you know over crowds right so when they use it for example they're using it at epcot they have to they have to go over the part where there's no people (laughs) right (laughs) um which would obviously be a problem if you're going to fly it over a tree of life i mean that's the center of the park there's a lot of people there so i mean unless they could do it where you it doesn't actually fly over the park but maybe over Expedition Everest, which which might that, that might work rivers for Rivers of Light. of Light. Sure, you could maybe do it like that. Just have it fly over. You got to kind of. I got to kind of think of how it works, and, and yeah. uh, n- not seeing it myself, I don't know how big it is. And if I mean, you the can, stands are are pointing sort of away from Everest, so it wouldn't. Uh, yeah. You know, it's the pointing in the opposite direction. And the but, way I mean, it was, the way it was designed, Mike. I mean, uh, I I could see. I mean, like I said, it's basically just a giant parasailing device. Um, you could see how uh, even the slightest of winds would probably have grounded the thing for the night. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it would, yeah. But, man, they got far along in the process before pulling the plug on yeah. it. I mean, they built it and tested it, and like I said, millions of people apparently saw it, and then, and then you know, then nothing. Zero. Zilch. It's incredible. No, it's been gone since 2012. So it's is that great. it? Great. That's it? All right. Um, you don't have any animals you want to throw in there, like a Loch Ness? Well, again, you know they originally had an idea for a Loch Ness restaurant at Beastly Kingdom. One of the things that I was thinking of mm-hmm. as I was discussing this was that um, maybe what we really need to do is, uh, uh, you know, blue sky a new Beastly Kingdom or something like that. Um, you mean for a show? Yeah, like 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 That'd be fun. Like discuss it more of a. Um, you know, in, in, in a bigger sense than this. I'll tell you the problem I was having. I was, uh, first of all, I was definitely focusing on cryptozoological animals. All of them are either North American. <laughs> We're crazy. Which is really hard to shoehorn in. Uh, there are some European ones. Or they're ones that you picked or were already in there. Like uh, like I said, the Jersey Devil is is an amazing little... A uh, crazy little folktale from Jersey, but uh, where does that belong? It doesn't belong anywhere, you know. As much as I wanted to put it in as like a Halloween, uh, 
you know, uh, seasonal Halloween thing. It certainly doesn't belong in the animal kingdom anywhere. And then I kind of got hung up on this idea of what does it mean, the animal relationship and, uh, you know, and the people in the wild and stuff. And it certainly is part of that because if you know where it's from, it's it's from a very barren area, which you, for many outside of Jersey, it's probably hard to believe if it exists, but, um, you know, a very wooded and kind of spooky Hardly little area. area. Yeah. Uh, um, so there's a lot to say about it, but I just couldn't figure out how to shoehorn in there. Same with Loch Ness. I thought about Loch Ness over and over, and that's what gave me over to the one in uh, in Africa, uh, because I'm like, well, I, if I can find a lake monster in Africa, like, you know, one in Lake Victoria or something like that, mm-hmm. it makes a lot more sense. But no, I, I really couldn't. Uh, you picked, uh, you, you, if you didn't pick exactly the same one, you were pretty darn close to, mm-hmm. to almost all of them. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, the Sasquatch—you could find a Sasquatch character everywhere in the world. I mean, there's, sure. there's one everywhere in the world. Sure. You know, Australia I was, has one. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I was thinking about um, Chupacabra. That'd be a good one. Things like that, but these are things that are haunted forest, Dave. Haunted I thought you'd make forest. fun of it. I thought you'd it make fun. All shoehorn right into that. Haunted now, if you forest, had a haunted forest, I can put the Jersey Devil in it. or Chupacabra. Yeah, but where's the haunted forest going to be located? Well, it'd have to be a separate land. Permanent? Sure, why not? I don't know. I don't think that's going to work. No, probably not. But they put, wouldn't do it, but it'd be fun. Listen, folks, I've checked our ratings. We have not received a rating in a while. I need you on that. Come iTunes on, man. ratings. Five-star oh. reviews are, is all they're accepting now. Um, so you have to give five-star reviews. What are you talking about? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> What? News so to me. It's all there. It's all you're allowed to do. Five star <laughs> reviews. So so make sure you put those in. Uh, like I said, we got another one of um, Safari Mike's uh, Halloween specials coming up uh, this weekend. So you get, the, you get the last one of those, and then we have we still have some of Mike's. Uh, we we hinted at this back in the early fall. We had um, an early, you know just a couple months ago we had one of Mike's tour walking tours. We have a couple more yet to go. We got distracted by the Buradika catastrophe. Um, <laughs> and, we only uh, have one more to go? I thought there was more. No, we that. have a couple more to oh, go. All right, all right. So we got that coming up, and we've got a bunch of stuff coming up. There will be a little time when we're going to be away. Uh, both of us will be down there, and maybe we'll find a way to... Uh, maybe I'll at least find a way to do some kind of recording for this while I'm down there. Uh, maybe sit and cry on the Buradika stage for an afternoon or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. Sounds interesting. Um, well, we're definitely... Uh, me and Christina are definitely doing Animal Kingdom one day when we're down there for at night for the new holiday party stuff. Not party, but holiday decorations and stuff. When does that all begin? Uh, that week? Yeah, somewhere, somewhere around that week, yeah. So I'll probably have to go over there for that, too. We're also doing the Christmas party, but I know you're not going to do that. No, cut. cut. Get out of here. There's a Christmas party everywhere in Disney. You could see Christmas decorations and Christmas nonsense everywhere you go. But you don't get free sugar cookies everywhere. I, I can, I can, and I free can, hot chocolate. I can go to Walmart and get that. And uh, by free, I mean the eighty dollars <laughs> price to say, get what in. Are you talking about free? <laughs> I love when people say you can pay eighty dollars and you get free chocolate. Well, no, you're not getting <laughs> free chocolate. You're well, paying eighty dollars to get in the door. <laughs> So I guess that's it. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, follow us on Facebook, at Jumbo Everyone. Our website's at Jumbo Everyone. Mike is found on Twitter, at Jumbo Everyone. I am at Radio Harambe. For Safari Mike, I'm Dave McBride. 
Guarini, go well, and thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. <laughs>